everybody. Welcome to the Francast. This is the show where we usually talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. But this week we are doing a Christmas special and we are talking about Fran Drescher's new movie on Lifetime Channel, The Christmas Setup. And it's going to be really fun. And Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. Yes. And before we dive into the movie, we should talk about what happened in the world of interviews over at Hallmarkies Podcast. And I got the chance to interview Fran Drescher. <laughs> Yay! So, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll put uh, in the description section, we'll put the link to the interview. But... Uh, probably the one of the most exciting parts is I got to tell her about the frame cast and she seemed pretty excited about it. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, <laughs> she's asking so, all about your about our um, number. You know how many listeners we have, and I was like, wow, she really was engaged. Yeah, yeah, that made me so happy, and she seemed like she would be open to possibly coming on the show, which would be incredible uh amazing uh we'll see uh, <laughs> what happens but but uh was there anything else in the interview that uh stood out to you to either of you about fran and her uh her excitement for this new film and just i would yeah. say two two things um that she calls Charles Shaughnessy Charlie. I just can't yeah, picture that him as Charlie. I love that. <laughs> and that she loves to celebrate all the holidays because it doesn't yeah. matter. It's more about the joy and about being, um, you know, just happy and be with your loved ones. Not so much the religious part of it, which I loved. Right. Which yeah, I loved. Was... I wish more people had that attitude. Yeah, that was really sweet. Because I had asked her... Because uh, she is such a Jewish icon, what it was like being in a Christmas movie. And she was like, I celebrate Christmas all the time. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just, uh, especially with the the other holiday film we received this year, we also received Uncle Frank recently. Um, even everything down oh, yeah. to Love, Simon and the like. I really liked and have agreed and have been wanting this as well with Fran kind of just talking about this film and just having a a romance or just a movie about people not having to come out and go through yeah. that type of hardship moments. And, you know, I, that's a reality for a lot of people, but we also have more stories to tell than just that story every time. So I thought it was, it was nice to get this story. And I really liked what she had to say uh, about that. Yeah, because she was saying how it's just as the because she has the we'll talk more about it, but she has the straight son and the and the gay son, and that it's just the same as having a, a son with brown eyes and a son with blue eyes. And I thought that was that was really cool too. Yeah, so it was it was incredible. I I don't get starstruck <laughs> interviewing people for the most part. That's just not I don't know me as a person, uh, but. Uh, but I have to admit, I got pretty, I, I, I got pretty <laughs> starstruck about to interview Fran. And it was cool, too, because they had told me going in that we only had 10 minutes. And so 
I the plan was just to do one question about the nanny and the rest about the movie because that's what they were that's what she was there for and uh, I I do try to uh, to stay to however long uh, they give me and you know to not be rude in that way but uh, it ended up being 22 minutes uh, because uh, she had been uh, she'd been late and not her fault but I I just thought uh, it, things were just going so well and they didn't seem to be stopping. So I, was, mm-hmm. I just let her go. And so it ended up being double the time that they actually had originally said. So that was cool too. So anyway, it was a great experience and uh, hopefully it'll be the first of many interviews in our trades. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to Fran for doing that. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. And so let's dive into the Christmas setup here. And this uh, this film, they were kind enough to allow us to be able to see it early. So I've actually been able to see it twice, uh, and uh, and I really really loved it. And I was anxious to see how everybody would respond to it. But uh, the the little plot is as they enjoy the local holidays together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. And this was directed by Pat Mills, written by Michael J. Murray. And of course it stars Grand Drescher, Ben Lewis and Blake Lee in the lead roles they are a married couple uh ben lewis and blake lee which doesn't always work out uh, colleen uh, can, can testify that these married couples in hallmark movies or lifetime movies mm-hmm. sometimes the chemistry is actually not great right yeah right yeah and fran said that in the interview that they were worried about that 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 they wouldn't have on-screen chemistry but they they did i think very much and so uh the uh so that's the kind of the basic setup and you have fran as sort of your busy body matchmaking mother which was so cute and uh so colleen overall what did you think about this film i loved it i also saw it twice i was fortunate enough Mm -hmm. thank you rachel (laughs) and (laughs) Um, lifetime. <laughs> it was great. It was just really fun. I thought it was cute. I thought it was heartwarming. I love Fran as a mom, considering Fran is not a mom. Um, yeah. She has dogs, I know, but um, what a great, what a great cast. I mean, I couldn't like believe how well casted she was and she wasn't too over the top, but she was herself at the same time. And I love the uh, the husbands. They were awesome. And I have a major crush on, I forget which one is which. Um, on the bearded man. Yes, him. Patrick. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Blake Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really well done and really sweet. And personally believe this could have been a Netflix or another streaming movie. I thought it was better than the average home, um, lifetime fair. Yeah. I and to be honest, the whole save the blank storyline in these movies usually is not my favorite. 
Um, but I, I think that it was just kind of an aside in this story. It really wasn't the main sort of dramatic thrust to save the uh, save this the train station. And so I didn't mind it at all. And it and it had this sort of lovely backstory of mm-hmm. this uh, the the owner train station owner who had started this tradition and and uh, so they did such a great way of sort of acknowledging the the pain of the past and the victories of the past while also acknowledging this new new couple and new story and so i really really enjoyed it as well uh and uh i thought fran was just perfectly cast as this nurturing uh mother because that was another thing that i definitely got out of the uh out of the interview was just how like nurturing she is as a human and how she wants things to be better for people. And, uh, and so I, I think they did a great job with that. And, uh, and so Larry, this was so exciting for us because <laughs> this is only your second of these kind of movies yes. you watch recently, at least. And so what did you think? Yeah, overall? I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah on a more broad level than I had anticipated, because obviously, again, I was excited to have this new ground broken uh, in terms of network films that are released. I think in general, right? Not even just holiday film. This yeah. is the mm-hmm. first LGBTQ lid. So it's that's awesome in itself and made me at least want to support the film in some way. But I did end up really thinking it was a, a good movie. I enjoyed it. And I think particularly when looking at films, I like to judge a movie based on if it accomplishes its goal. And does it do what it set out to do? And I think in pretty much all facets, this one definitely does that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Colleen and I were just kind of like waiting with bated breath. I like, oh. <laughs> I'm so happy you enjoyed it. I mean, this no. is more than a, I know. you exceeded my expectations. Me too. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it starts out with him in New York. He's going to visit uh, his his uh, mother. He's waiting. He wants to get the uh, the promotion in New York City. He's a lawyer, and uh, he's there with his friend Maddie. And what did you think of their relationship as as a friendship uh, with Hugo and Maddie? What do you think, Colleen? I liked them together. I thought they had good friend chemistry. Um, and they were, I feel, different enough. But attra- but but that was an opposites attract kind of thing for them. Mm-hmm. I liked her. I don't think she was too pushy. She wasn't too nosy. Mm-hmm. But she had the right amount of intervention as needed <laughs> with him. Yeah. Trying to kind of coax him along, but not go too crazy with it. And I love that she just came home with him to spend Christmas. I think that's awesome. I know. I I did too. It really made it feel it it added to that feeling of family and family's what you make mm-hmm. of it, not who necessarily by birth. 
Uh, and so I, I, I was really glad they included her and I thought the actress was very warm mm-hmm. and sweet and uh, something I could definitely relate to because that was the way my family was growing up is that we always had almost all the time had foreign exchange students and uh, or guests or my dad would have people from his work all the time eat, staying with us and eating with us and and uh, we had particularly my brothers, uh, one of my brother's good friends, and then my my two of my best friends, they were practically as frequent of dinner guests and, and family events as uh, as any member of the family. And so I, I, I really uh, appreciated that kind of spirit about the film. And I thought that her character was that was kind of her role. Uh, was to sort of, and and you know later on they do have have uh, her have a romantic role, but I think her main part was to kind of was to kind of talk about how family is more than just birth, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that, Larry? Yeah, I thought she was a fun character just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she yeah. she didn't yeah she didn't overdo it or overplay that like best friend like all up in your business type of (laughs) character that easily can come out of any best friend character in films but yeah I thought it was I thought she was fun I also really liked the actress I thought she had a good chemistry Mm -hmm. with Hugo and with Fran uh Kate in the film so yeah I, I liked her yeah and so they get to to the house and Fran has this calendar, which she's already assigned roles for everyone to do different stuff for the Christmas season. And <laughs> she, even has, she has Maddie on there. She has Aiden on there. And <laughs> it was really cute. And uh, yeah. And, and I just, I just thought that, it was so great the way that she was just so happy about both of her sons and just so wanted their them to be happy. And she was equally as busy body matchmaker for both of them. And I don't know, there was just no sense of sort of like wound, like wounds and family wounds. Like I, I just appreciated that it, it was just a, a joyous, happy film, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and she was so funny about how she, how she was doing the, the setup part of all of this. Like she has him uh, deliver the tree, has Patrick deliver the tree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's like, Ooh, how did it all go? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> 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 Uh, and I, she even said at one point, she says, uh, uh, she says, big deal. You both turned out great. And, uh, and I, I don't know. I just liked that, that it was a screenplay free of like wounds and family drama in that, you know what I mean? In that sense. Right. And she was not like so non-judgmental, like for a mom yeah. who doesn't have a husband anymore, has lost her husband and her sons, her grown sons are away from her. She doesn't put guilt on them to, you know, come home and 
she like applauds their choices in life. I feel yeah. she's okay with where they are in their lives and is not pushing them back and, you know, trying to get them back and all that kind of stuff, which you sometimes would see in these kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you look at something that I know a lot of people love the family stone, I'm not a big fan of it, but that, you know, that one you have this sort of more, judgmental family and more caustic family for sure and i like that movie but yeah i don't i don't th- i just don't think of that movie in the same kind of way i i enjoy it but it's just i expect it it's just more it's just more of a challenge to get through but i but i don't mind that but it's not the same kind of thing so i also thought it was really funny that he's going down the stairs and he just like falls down the stairs that was I don't funny know that, that would laugh. hurt so bad. All I could think was I wouldn't be able to get up for the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd break something. Um, Larry, do you live? Do you live where you went to high school? Do you? Uh... I mean, the general area. I don't live in the exact suburb, if you will. But um, I mean, do yes. You, so, do you find yourself occasionally running into people that you went to high school with? Uh, very, uh, very rarely. It's not, it's not too much of an occurrence, but thank goodness it's not. I can't. <laughs> uh, I'm one I know. of those people though. So right after high school, cause one of my friends lives like really close to where we went to high school. So whenever I go and do something there, but I'm one of those people that will like hide if I spot them before they spot me. I'm like ducking into an, a lane or like hiding you know, looking at something on the very bottom yeah. shelf suddenly to make sure that they do not see me. <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness. see, that's not something that I can relate to because uh, my I went to high school in Maryland, and that but my family moved my senior year to California, and they were there for ten years, and now my parents live here. So I, you know, I I'm never in Maryland. Uh, last time I went was 2010. So I. Uh, I, I don't. The closest I get is is uh, somebody commenting commenting on Facebook. That's as close as I get to that. And I know Colleen used the same, right? Uh, but I still keep it. I mean, I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of people from high school, but mm-hmm. I keep actually keep in touch with basically two people, like close closer touch the people that I might see when I go visit Ohio. Versus like people I just see casually on Facebook. But my brother keeps me informed on what's going on in our hometown, even though he doesn't even live there. He lives in the city over, but he's very involved. He had his business there for a long time. He had a business there and still, still keeps in touch with all the people that we went to, you know, but I'm like high school. I'm Facebook friends with two teachers from high school. Oh, really? We're not, you know, we don't keep close touch, but I think it's kind of cool. So, yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. I I would love to talk to Michael J. Murray, the writer of this, because I thought he did a really good job of in general on the script, but he captured the awkwardness of what I can imagine of you know meeting somebody like that that you had maybe a little bit of a crush on in high school, that you had idolized a little bit in high school. And he talks about how uh, you know, that he was the popular guy, the popular, uh, you know, he was student body president kind of a thing. And, uh, and in the way that he says, oh, the popular 
kid was also the lonely kid. And I don't just all of that dynamic I thought was really well done. Mm -hmm. And I laughed when he says straight about the tree. He says, excuse me. Oh, the tree. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I, I can understand why Patrick thought that Hugo and Maddie were a couple because they were pretty touchy feely. Like they were, it's not just that they were friendly. I felt like they were kind of, I, I mean, I don't usually have like my arm on people or, or, you know, the way that they were kind of touching each other. I thought was a little bit, I can understand why Patrick had that impression. At first. Right. I, I, I can see that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of dramatic to go to straight to married. I think, though. Yeah, that's true. Especially yeah. when neither of them has a ring on their finger. That's true. I can see that. Although these days, I feel like that's not a given, a complete given. Some people just don't wear them. Although most people do, I, I still there's a handful of people that don't. Yeah, but they should because we as single people, we look. Yeah, we, you're right. I agree. <laughs> but even like family members don't wear them. The younger ones. So my 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 siblings do, but my young, you know, some of my nieces and nephews, two of them are married, and I don't always see them with rings and photos, which I don't, good or bad, you know, they just choose not to. Their wives are the same way, so I don't know. I guess it's just a thing. Yeah. I will say uh, something I did enjoy is that the more, quote unquote, like stereotypically masculine one is the one that was just out from high school and the little bit more feminine one was the one that had the presumption to be straight in the in this movie so oh, yeah. i thought it was mm-hmm. i thought that was a fun difference um because you i would have expected it the other way around but they yeah. they went straight for oh he's been out since high school early on mm-hmm. yeah that was really good i loved the whole scene on the roof when they're putting on the, the uh, decorations mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, that was just really funny. And he's like, now I have to be up here with a lawyer all day long. <laughs> that made me laugh. And, uh, and then he plays Santa because cousin Louie is what was wrong with him? I can't Sciatica. remember. Uh, so he can't do it. So Patrick, I mean, uh, Hugo has to play, uh play santa he he obviously was not an ideal santa but uh it was the last minute <laughs> plus it gave them a chance to be really cozy and I have just like wanted to know where the belt was like having a skinny santa is one thing but when he walked out that door and there was just no belt or nothing no big b- thick black belt i was like what's going on here mm-hmm. where's the rest of the costume fran uh, but I just loved the fact that he was t- mad. He's like, you've been spending way too much time with my mother. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> well, I was already there, but I have to say this is the scene that like cemented me just kind of like being in love with this Patrick character. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like helping yeah. him. The lingering like over the shoulder shots of yes. him. I was like, oh my, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah, they definitely made him very swoonworthy. They did a great job. <laughs> and it seems effortless because I feel like this is probably his personality. I mean, I feel like because they're married, maybe maybe I'm just, I mean, we don't know them in real life, but I feel like maybe this is how they really are. 
you know, a lot yeah. of, in a lot of ways, which I felt it was just felt more real to me. And they felt like regular people, even even with Hugo being an attorney, he did not act like a lawyer, like a lot of lawyers that you they write into these movies. He didn't yeah. act like a normal lawyer. Yeah, it, it everything felt very authentic, again, for one of these kinds of films that, like, Frayne, I, I feel like even her character was believable. Like, yeah, there are lots of mothers who are over the top like that. Like, she wasn't so over the top that, that, <laughs> no, right. that we've seen before. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It felt pretty grounded. Uh, for a you know rom-com and i liked the way they included the asking out on date scenes and the dates because a lot of times with these movies they kind of forget about the dating part of it they'll just they they end up having them just working on a project together or uh or you know something like that where they forget like these sort of awkward i'm gonna ask you out on a date and then they they go on the dates and I appreciated that that sort of dating was a thing, and, right? Um, cool dates, cooler than mm-hmm. like most dates. Like dating, I mean, I don't know if I'd be all into like a Christmas tree lot date because of the cold, but I thought it was really well done, and you know, even it was, it was cool. Yeah, he did have the fire there. But yeah, it was so cute. That first date. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Mr. Popular and Mr. Lonely. It was so cute. And uh, I I loved the the little joke about uh, you never know with that thick Milwaukee accent. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> and she said in the interview that I guess they had a whole nother scene that they cut about uh, her backstory about how she moved to Milwaukee to be with her husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, so and it was just really, I loved that whole date. It was so good. And <laughs> I also really liked, again, the discussion that they even had on their date which was Mm -hmm. really interesting about how you know the lgbt scene has just come a long way in milwaukee for them and just it felt like a again i guess that's kind of the theme of our review here it just felt really natural like that entire conversation that they were having it didn't feel like a staged conversation it didn't really even feel like a script it it felt really authentic and natural just Mm -hmm. back and forth yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think it it did, and I I think that you got to give a lot, of, a lot of credit to this writer. He did a great job with the script, and uh, I I really liked the whole scene where Maddie's helping him get ready for the date and uh, and, and critiquing his wardrobe and everything, and and she she says uh, that straight guys go to seed in their thirties. <laughs> which made me laugh and i i think that that is true but it's also true about straight girls let's be real i mean i remember in my in my 20s i well i worked as a receptionist in my late 20s and i so i was like the first person that anybody saw when they came into the office and so i really tried to have like to look nice and have my 
have some fashion flair and just, I mean, I'm not saying I was some great example, but I, I, I actually kind of cared about <laughs> I swear, especially this year where I like hardly leave the house at all. It's, 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 it's been rough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we've all gotten too comfortable with like stretchy pants and leggings and. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm afraid. I mean, I don't remember the last time I wore jeans. I am not kidding you guys. When I go yeah. out, I'm in some kind of sweatpants. I have like 20 yeah, pairs of sweatpants <laughs> and I wear one pair of tennis shoes and I wear flip flops around my apartment building if I need it to, cause it's LA and I can do that. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was really funny. That made me laugh. And so, yeah, his brother comes uh, and <laughs> uh, what did, what did you think of Aiden as a character? What do you think, Colleen? I thought he was fine. I recognized that actor from Hallmark, which was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, his name Chad Connell, right? I believe. I believe yes. It's, yeah. yeah. I thought he was good. I liked that the brothers, at first I wasn't sure what kind of relationship they really had because they seemed kind of distant, but I feel like it was just, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I feel like it kind of was quickly resolved if, it, if there was anything there, but I don't think there was. Um, I liked him a lot. I thought... I was happy that he's able to get home to be with his mom and his brother and be around. And I, I was pleasantly surprised by the relationship he was starting to develop with Maddie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. They had a nice, uh, yeah, it was a nice, cute little side re- relationship, but also oh, the, the scenes with him and Hugo, particularly talking about their different relationship with their father, I thought was really nice. And because that's true to life that, uh, that as somebody who who is, uh, has from big family, there's six in my family is that each of us have a different relationship with our parents and it's unique Mm -hmm. and we have different things that we do together and different bonds. It's not, it's not the same. And, and, and different struggles and everything like that. And I thought that was, you know, that he, he sort of recognized that this was, that the wood shop was, was Hugo and his dad's space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the, that, that was uh, really well done. And yeah. What did you think of Aiden, uh, Larry? Yeah, I actually liked the Aiden character as well. It was another area of a great progression, I think, is having this military brother straight brother who isn't you know i don't know this weird macho awkward <laughs> person right. you kind of like colleen said you get that feeling at first like uh-oh what what are we gonna do with this relationship but that's another thing is sometimes you know you you love your family and you don't have a problem with them you just don't necessarily have all that in common so it's kind of just like oh hi perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're nice, you're friendly, but you're like, okay, uh, after a while, we don't know what to talk about. But then they get into more of that, as you see, you know, they don't have necessarily those common interests because they didn't do things necessarily together as they were growing up with their father and stuff. So uh, I think they they developed him well. Of course, I mean, I was a little bit less uh, excited about that side romance, but they didn't spend too much time on it. So it kind of was there. Right. I mean, which was both a positive and a negative because I was like, well, 
okay, but <laughs> I'm glad they didn't spend too much time on it overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they all go caroling, and I just loved this whole conceit of her want friend wanting them to wear the funny hats. I thought it was so cute, and it gave uh, <laughs> it gave the chance for for uh, Patrick to say that Hugo looked adorable in the hat, which he did. And I don't know. I just thought that was really fun. I have never heard of that tradition of wearing funny hats uh, caroling, but I thought it was really cute. I, I enjoyed it. And I thought it made kind of a nice, like a nice scene to have something different. Like you get caroling in some of these movies, but it's not, it is hard because they don't often have it because you have all the dealing with any kind of copyright music uh, is, is hard. Um, but, uh, but it was nice. It was something different than a, you know, a, a nice skating scene or a, um, or a, you know, snowball scene or something like that. It was something different. I liked it uh, with the, uh, with the caroling and the hats. <laughs> it was funny. I just feel like Fran, it just felt, I don't know. We keep talking about this, but like, it just felt so genuine. Like she's known these people really her whole life. It just felt yeah. that way to me. I don't know. They just didn't seem like strangers. I'm sure this is the first time they all met. I'm guessing in real life. Yeah. And I just, just felt like they knew each other for a long time. It just was so natural for all of them. I mean, all, yeah. I mean, all, especially the two guys and her, but I feel like with Maddie and the other son, I just felt like it was all just so natural. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So what did you all think of the whole sort of concept of the, the, uh, the relationship from the, the man from the, the past, I forgot to write down his name. Um, that, uh, ran the uh the train station and uh them kind of the, like the little bit of sort of mystery of who who he was and going into the office and everything like that and uh larry what do you think of that side of the story it was okay again it wasn't something like too focused on yeah uh obviously it gave way for save the the train station uh to come through mm -hmm. but um I did like the idea, a, a lot of what I liked in this film is that it didn't make a big deal out of the characters specifically and their sexuality, but it still kind of stayed rooted and made sure to acknowledge gay culture and history to mm -hmm. a degree. And that's what I enjoyed most about that is, yeah, it was a little bit cutesy, uh, <laughs> that backstory, mm -hmm. but it also, I think, really tied up nicely by the end with this man and his, um, his past and, you know, getting to revisit like, oh, well, you know, how, how much of a struggle it was for, him in his day and age so and again i guess giving an extra personal connection to the train station itself so yeah i i liked it mm -hmm. yeah i did too i thought that was really nice a way of sort of acknowledging the past yeah. and especially at the end where they have them holding hands at basically the same 
the same spot that the in the picture mm-hmm. that uh, the man from the past was holding hands in the in the photo. That was just really sweet. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a near kiss there when they're looking at the at the uh, at the office and everything, and that was really fun. <laughs> That's definitely a trope in these movies, and. I, I have to say, maybe if I was going to nitpick, the the whole app was a little ridiculous. <laughs> what is this app, Cassandra? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> it was like a super app, too. Just like a, a crazy. Like when he was like, oh, I put all your information into Cassandra and got this dinner or whatever. Yeah. She figured out your favorites. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit creepy. That's like, like what? behavior. This is coding. I mean, wow. (laughs) I wonder if he was able to retire at like whatever old he was. I mean, wow. And it could predict the, 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 the stars in the sky could predict what people like. Like, I mean, it could do anything. Like super app. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they have the app tells them that the northern lights are going to appear 49% chance so they go and they watch the northern lights and this is supposed to be obviously in Milwaukee and uh but they have a kiss at 40 with 49 minutes left in the movie so that's amazing because you might not realize Larry but typically we just get it at the last 30 seconds of the oh. film. <laughs> These films, yeah. I don't believe that <laughs> they have you waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So I thought that was that was nice. I enjoyed that. So this is another thing that I really liked just because I am a, a kind of nature nerd in a lot of ways. I want to see the Northern Lights in real life so bad. So this was like, uh, yes, I was, I was on board with this idea, even though it's like freezing cold and you're just sitting there in the back of your truck. It was still yeah. like, a, I was, I was fully on board with this idea of this little romance moment. <laughs> I did not know that. We learned something new about you. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. you were in nature. You had an interest in that kind of stuff, like a nature, nature stuff. I will say uh, that with the CGI, for a 49% chance, particularly, those lights came through real strong down in Milwaukee. Should have been a little bit more faint, I believe. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. like, oh, are we in Alaska now? Or what's going on? Yeah, agreed. Uh, I I really, I loved the line. It was probably one of my favorite lines of the the movie uh, when they get back. She says, what better time to manifest your wishes than at Christmas? That was a really sweet line for Fran. And then they have the whole game, uh, the game night thing, which I love because that is totally a thing in my family is we're big into games and, and playing games and, and we do get pretty competitive of our kids. And again, it's a, even in, you know, like Hollywood productions, you know, like mm-hmm. films, um, you, this felt so much like, you know, people just literally playing a game. Rather, mm-hmm. so often they just, you know, they feel have that very staged feel. We get the charades or something. I don't know. But this, really did feel like kind of just people 
playing around with each other and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. It did. And I forgot to mention that it, when they're caroling, he gets the, he gets the call that he is going to get the promotion and he is going to have to go to London. And so while they're playing the game, Maddie accidentally drops the news that he's going to be going to London. And that's kind of like, whoa, big news. And, and I, I I liked Fran's reaction to that. I thought she did a really, it was really well done that, you know, she says, well, I can go to, I can go to Harrods and I can come visit you. And, but she's obviously sad about it, but also supportive. I don't know. I just liked it. Mm -hmm. I thought she did. That was very good. That was a moment that I really, I was really impressed with Fran Drescher's performance in this film. I think she did really well. Um, with the like we've been saying just felt like just her but when she did have to go into more dramatic beats i mm-hmm. also think that this is some of the better dramatic acting that i've seen outside of some moments in the nanny i think mm-hmm. uh, especially in films she she doesn't get to do it all that often really but even in her other sitcoms and such i don't think she's mm-hmm. been as strong as she was here and that game night moment i i agree it was really well handled uh watching her face as she just kind of like processes everything of trying to work through that initial sad but put on a happy face type reaction and then when she has that talk with him up in the bedroom i think that's another great moment for her so she has she she did a really really good job in this film i agree she was great Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they have a really nice scene between the two brothers in the workshop. He's working on the uh, scale model, the wood model that his father had started. And uh, the brother comes in and, and they're, uh, they have a nice conversation. And, uh, you know, it was really cute. And he's like, glitter snow, you've made your gay brother very proud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the brother's like, uh, you know, asking him about, oh, what's this with Patrick? And it was cute. It was a nice, it was a nice moment. And, uh, you know, kind of made me feel nostalgic because I won't get to see any of my siblings this Christmas. And, me either. <laughs> uh, and we haven't all been together in a long, long time. But, but usually it seems like there's usually one of us that, uh, there's usually at least one of the of the six siblings that's that's there. Um, I don't know. It seems like maybe not at Christmas, but it's just certainly throughout the course of the year. I have I've gotten to see my my older brother. Did I get to see him or just my nieces? <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just haven't been able to see my siblings at all this year, mm-hmm. which is you know that's tough. Hard. Yeah. yeah, same here. Um, so anyway, then they have this long scene at the club. And I, I do think that this scene was a little long at the club, but if I was nitpicking, but we do get uh, him, Hugo singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is my favorite Carol. And yeah, I, yeah, it's my favorite uh, of the like secular carols. Like that, my favorite religious Carol is what child is this? But I love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I mean, I'm a huge Judy Garland fan. And that's her, you know, her carol and <laughs> her movie. And 
I just love it. I think it's such a beautiful song. And so I, I enjoyed that. I also appreciated the fact that he just sung it like a normal human. He wasn't trying to get a, <laughs> right. a recording contract, which in these movies you often have, you can tell the person is really trying and, uh, <laughs> and they're, you know, they're all ooing and aahing and, and whatever. He just sang it like a normal human would sing karaoke, which I like. It was, it was very sweet. Um, I have to say, no offense to this drag queen, but I do not know what was going on up top. Um, <laughs> what? Like, like saggy boobage going on. I'm uh, not sure. It almost looked like just kind of some weird pad in the entire front of yeah. this drag queen's body. Like there weren't boobs, but there was this weird <laughs> puffing out. I, it was oh. it was very strange styling on the top half of this drag queen. But other than that, she looked fantastic. Um, again, I loved that we not only talked about a drag queen, but we actually got a, a Christmas drag queen in this movie, which that I was, was, like, oh. I was say, is this a first, Rachel? It has to be. I, I can't think of any. I can't other think ones. of any of the Christmas <laughs> movies ever that I anywhere. The, the I can't think of any. I, yeah, the closest I can think of is in the Netflix show Dash and Lily, which was delightful. Uh, they they had a Hanukkah um, nightclub scene, kind of similar to this uh, in that show, and they had a, a drag queen in that. But that's the closest I can think of. Happiest Season had two drag queens. Um, oh, did they? Oh, that's they right. Do. Uh, actually, <laughs> they had a memorable, I guess. <laughs> well, they didn't have much to do. And they're so funny because those two are actually like pretty famous drag queens that were in Happiest Season. Uh, they're from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. And I got to see them. They do an actual Christmas show every year where they travel. So me and my friend went and saw them last year for their Christmas show. And they are really funny and talented. Uh, <laughs> So I don't think Happiest Season was able to quite show off their their actual talent, yeah. but um, I just I was shocked. I wasn't anticipating actually seeing a, a Christmas drag show in this film. Right? Yeah, I agree. It yeah. was pretty cool. I like that pop up club or whatever. I thought that was cool. I wish they had. Um, they probably do have stuff like that. I just don't know about it. I need to investigate <laughs> when it's time to when it's time to like come out of our homes again. <laughs> <laughs> to do stuff like that because i think it'd be yeah. fun uh so then they have a really sweet moment between fran and hugo where she tells him that i just want you to be happy and i love that that was so great and uh so i also liked when aiden is uh he's, he's talking to hugo and he says how the, he I kind of asked him was like you'd be willing to do the long distance relationship kind of thing and he's like yeah of course I, I I like that because so often in these so often the big drama in these movies is you live in the big city I live in the country how could we possibly make this work and I kind of liked that for once Aiden was a character was just like yeah of course we'll make it work we love each other <laughs> whatever right. you know I like that no, I was gonna say isn't that like a novelty for for these films yeah, being so was. down with a long distance relationship and especially yes. someone in the military I feel like that adds that's more than the normal yeah because they could be moving he said he was only in Indianapolis for a year I think that he knew of I'm like that's a lot you know yeah that's true 
And uh, I I liked that uh, that he t- he talks Hugo talks about that he's uh, that I'm home. He says because it's true. Like the, again, just dynamic of is he, what's he going to do? You can be a lawyer anywhere. Like I mean, it's because it's not like because some of these you you feel like a sense of you are giving up. Why are you giving up your your career and your job for a for a man and uh, and or for love and it just kind of can be kind of annoying and uh, in in this case it's like no he's doing he could he could do that anywhere it's not like it's a regional specific job that he needs to be in the city to do mm-hmm. well, especially because yeah. the first scene was so awkward that I'm like well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mentioned it in our group chat. I don't know why they filmed that close up like they did on that first opening scene in the law firm, but it was a very it was almost like a yeah. fish eye lens. I mean, it's very strange how that opening <laughs> when he's asking for a raise. I mean, it was very weird looking, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. After that opening moment, it's shot very nice and much more standard at the very least. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, Patrick, he says, I don't have to ask Santa for anything this year. And he got it. It was so cute. That was and eye roll were- for me. But uh, <laughs> so cute. I loved it. That was one of the eye roll moments for me. But oh, boy. It was so cute. I loved it. I uh, wish that they had just had him write something, write the other guy's name on the paper or something, rather than that. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> me, and, me and Colleen are like, That's awesome. <laughs> have so some cute. of those elements that we love. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be perfectly outside of the box ever. Also, yeah. I'm like, I know that <laughs> I know that they're not like professionals and they went under a time crunch. Um, but the paint job on those houses was a little iffy to me with those little windows, <laughs> with those little windows on them. I was like, I'm impressed with the, like the detail of your house when they showed that little mini version of the house. But also I was like, mm. also what did the dad do? Because if Fran is a librarian, oh, that is yeah. quite a house for a librarian. So I'm like, what did, what did the house but- you're also in Milwaukee. Well, this like is Midwest, true. Midwest housing is pretty cheap. I was going to say, I mean, Colorado no longer, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> house like that would cost an arm and a leg in Colorado. Well, it's like a, I was going to say now. something about the style of the house. I'm like, it's kind of Tudor. It's like a Tudor in a way, isn't it? Sort of. It's just very idyllic. Like, it didn't. Yeah. It's definitely a Midwest or um, maybe a East, Northeast kind of house. It's not something you would see necessarily. You would not see it out here. It would not fit. It had a craftsman look about it, which was nice. But I do think it was kind of nice that they had his Christmas gifts to his mom be like these kind of sentimental things, like fixing a chair, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, and then Sweet. finishing these little, this little model version of their street. Um so I thought those were like nice. And then again, Fran just really sold it, I think, with her, her reaction to them. It was really, really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. And so then we get our ending with the uh with the train coming in. They're gonna save the train station, and we get the scene with them holding hands uh by the train, which was the same as in the uh in the photo of the the older uh, couple, and then them actually getting to kiss in public, 
uh, which they couldn't, you know, have done back then. And it was just really sweet. Wait, was that like CGI snow? <laughs> um, I I think it was a combination because th- this was uh, obviously this was filmed in September. And so it's not going to be real snow, but it definitely was some some digital snow, but I've seen worse. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, no, it just took me off because I was like, oh, couldn't they just get fake snow? Because I could, I mean, I asked the question, but I was pretty positive. I was like, mm, yeah, this is kind of some weird CGI. I mean, I guess maybe it's a lot because you would have to have a lot to get that effect. Um, of yeah, I don't snow. know. Why, why I would be interested to talk to somebody. I mean, I would love to talk to somebody in production anyway and find out about all all that goes into all of this. But it would be interesting to know when they decide to use real versus because it's the soap. It's soap snow is the mm-hmm. uh, and when they decide to do it digital. I I would love to know that. But yeah, it was definitely because you can. <laughs> There, there wasn't like snow on their faces or uh, their, uh, you know. I mean, so. Like I said, I asked the question as if I didn't know, but I mean, it, I did know. It just, was, uh, hmm, um, in, uh, interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> if they if they can make like feet of snow up in the mountains because we haven't gotten enough snowfall for skiing, uh, no, <laughs> right? No, you're right. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's... uh, It was, a again, um, like we talked about and like you mentioned, it was a really really nice callback for that final scene. And I I don't know, maybe y'all see this kind of stuff in these little movies more often. But I thought this little train and these people that come out and collect the letters was really a cute idea. (laughs) It was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is really adorable to have somebody like come in and collect the kids, uh, like bags full of Santa letters, uh, to quote unquote take up to the North Pole. So, yeah, it's better than some of the Hallmark ideas we see. I think I thought it was more, it was cuter than some of them, so a a little less predictable. So, yeah, it was, it was really, really cute. So that was the movie. I think they did a great job. And uh, it was really cool if people want to read a uh, an article uh, about, uh, about what this meant to people, particularly fans, uh, LGBTQ fans of this genre. You should check out uh, our friend Patrick Serrano. He, uh, he, he did an article in, uh, in the old magazine in Oprah's magazine called the light. It's called lifetimes. The Christmas setup is the LGBTQ holiday movie. I never thought I'd get to see is very, very lovely article. So I'll put that in the description. People should check it out. Uh, Patrick is a good friend. And, uh, and so it's, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people and I think they did a great job. And so I would give this movie, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Uh, Definitely one of my favorites of this season. Uh, Colleen, what would you give it out of 10? I would say nine as well. I thought it was, Mm -hmm. it was just really well done and very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. What would you say, Larry? I'll go ahead and just double to get up to 10 for my letterbox score. So I'll go eight out of 10. All All right. Very good. And so let us know if you're listening, what you thought of the Christmas setup 
and uh, and make. Well, I'll also put a link down to the interview with Fran, and you'll have to check that out as well. And uh, Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And Colleen? I am on Twitter and Instagram at L-E-L-E-44094. And our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Yes. And you can find us on Twitter at FranCast14. Check that out. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We have interviews and all your holiday coverage that you could want we're actually going to be talking about this again on hallmarkies podcast me and colleen and our friend youtuber jared bucknell is going to be with us and so that'll be fun we're also going to be talking about a sugar and spice holiday uh which is uh premiering tonight on uh lifetime channel so that should be very fun and so check that out we hope you all have a very very merry christmas and we'll talk to y'all later bye everyone Bye. Bye.